With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to Newcastle Natter, the first Newcastle Natter of the 2017 18 season. They just keep on going these seasons. When will it end? Uh, my name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson. Hello, boys. Hi, hey. Dave. Hi. How are you doing? Not Good. Bad. How has your interim been? Yeah, not bad. Uh, last weekend I was at a, a family holiday up in the Mull of Kintyre of Scotland, which is absolutely stunning, and I'm, I'm sounds like a lie. Wedding. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still hungover. So, it's oh yeah, good for you. Scottish yeah. weddings will do that, I think. Oh my god! So, it's like full on shakes. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> really, <laughs> you can get full on this. shakes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's good to hear that you're interiming. So Did anything happen uh, interesting for you, Fergus? Um, so since the end of the season, I've had a child, um, which is exciting. But more, what feels more important at this very moment in time is that um, today I've had four pints. That, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was supposed to be recorded an hour ago, but we got where well, we'd had a respectable two pint. We did, it was going to be. It was all set to be a two pint pod. The classic. But it's now a four-pint pod. Dangerous. And when you've, when, when you've got a two-month-old baby... Lack of sleep. A four-pint pod. Dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> I mean, so, it's not often we stumble across the name of the podcast in the first two minutes, but a four-pint pod. It's a four-pint pod. Definitely the name of the pod. And I mean, and when, you, and when you add to that, that I'm someone who, when you consider that I am the host of a football podcast doesn't pay as much attention to football as I should do. And when you consider that I've had a child 
this summer and have not paid much <laughs> attention to what the fuck is going on in the world of Newcastle United. I, it's fair to say I will be deferring very much so, particularly to you, Dave Watson. Yeah. Um, That's all right. Like, I'm here for the football. You're here for the, the, the whimsy and Paul's here for the... Um, well, the, the pussy, the, the pussy, just, all yeah. the, all yeah, the yeah, pussy that comes with <laughs> with being on the Newcastle Nutter. <laughs> Which, let's face it, is bountiful. Yeah. <laughs> let's get onto football. It's really important that we do because <laughs> <laughs> things could go very awry. Dave. Yes, boss. What is your overwhelming uh, feeling about how... Uh, the off-season has gone for Newcastle United? Um, it's, like, underwhelming. But yeah. I think that's because we don't know enough about our new signings to really have an opinion because there's nobody that we've signed where, you know, we've seen them play in the Premier League and we're blown away by them or they've got goal stats. Because if you sign a striker who's got, like to you know you know a one in two ratio in the french league you kind of know what he's going to be but we don't we you know we signed on, this what um, was riviere's ratio when we signed him wasn't that bad was three no it was one in three one and something like that i think the only signing so, we've made with premier league experience is the new right back mankio and he i think he's blown a lot of premier league viewers away for the wrong reasons yeah i mean they're utterly shite well, to be fair, a lot of people said that he was shit, but then he's he's been playing he, like the only game, team he played for in the Premier League. I'm pretty sure is Sunderland, mm. and Sunderland were awful. And then people started saying, well, he couldn't even get in their team, whereas in fact he was on one of those loan deals where they had an obligation to buy once he played a certain amount of games. Uh, so, right. and and to be fair, in preseason games, because I've been watching the preseason games where I could. Um, he's looked all right, you know. Yeah. He's, he's he's the Wolfsburg good, game. Good he looked pretty decent, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So it could be that he's dog pop. Don't know. Like, we'll find. He's not high fact. risk though. He's cover, really, no. isn't he? I think the main yeah. thing is if you look at the priorities we had at the end of last season for what we need to sign, we've not really done it. No, I agree. We were hoping for cover it for Shelby and. While this Mikkel Marino we brought in from um, Dortmund, he looks he looks the business. He really does. He's not a, he's not an attacking player. He's not like he's not a, a replacement for John Joe Shelby. He looks like he's another one who can do the same kind of job as like Hayden. Yeah, I think but our midfield more... is always going to be Shelby and another. Yeah, well, well... and we haven't replaced Paul Dummett at left back and that's a concern because while he was 7 out of 10 in the championship he's not really he's not Premier League quality and we still mm. haven't signed a striker that we all wanted an extra striker and we haven't signed a number 10 well um, before we get too far into sorry. specifics yeah. here's a, a quote from Rafa uh, which I read today which I found quite worrying he said when I decided to stay I was expecting another thing now we are where we are. It feels like he's going through what every Newcastle United manager goes through. It's like going... It's Keegan it's like, Mark 2, isn't it? It's, this isn't what was in the brochure. He's the, new, he's the new wife 
of an abusive husband <laughs> and he's not yeah. listened to the previous partners well the is he going like is he I, going through the same experience or is everything going to be fine i think it's somewhere in between i think that um with keegan um ashley and they were just outright lying to him saying that they were going to go and sign a player when they had no intention of doing that and also signing players that he didn't want whereas with benitez i think that the because of the transfer market and because of our finances we're not able to spend i mean jesus we were talking about guilty sigurdsson if Fonzie went down oh we'll just go get guilty sigurdsson he looks like he could you know be a great player he's gone for 50 million quid like with the best will in the world we can't we like we missed out on Premier League money last season, so we like everybody else is a hundred million quid ahead of us. If so, only we had a billionaire owner who could pump <laughs> some money into the club. Um, who apparently was offering fifty million to people pissed in pubs. Do we do we follow the, the Mike Ashley court case? Oh the uh what I didn't see all of it. I saw the vomiting into an open fireplace yeah. and offering bonuses that then... Yeah, that whole court case was based on a bonus that he'd offered, mm. pissed in a pub, but the, everything around the court case suggested that nothing that Mike Ashley says will ever go be liable in a yeah. court because... He's very cleverly decided to do all his business pissed in pubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old double indemnity defence. It's a very smart move. If you do all your piss business pissed, then uh, yeah. you can get away with anything. And that is my new motto for this season. I will do all pods pissed and therefore nothing I say counts. A good policy. I think that's that's good. I'm I'm fully behind that. But I think but the main thing, Benitez seems to be if he didn't know before, he now knows that he can't really trust what he's told by Mike Ashley about money being available. It's clearly not there to spend. But there is a genuine issue if we have so much dead wood at the club that we need to get rid of. Because we're about yeah. thirty we've got about thirty two player squad where about ten of them aren't gonna get a game. And they're some of the highest earners. Well, we'll start to go, to go on, Dave. Go on, Dave. I was just going to very quickly say that you've got to look at, at our business in, in the context of the rest of the league. I mean, our our first game against Spurs. Spurs haven't signed a single player. Um, there's other other teams like I think Palace have only signed a couple of players. Burnley aren't signing many. Like because the because the the clubs at the top end of the market and clubs who've maybe come to a windfall like Everton have spending so much money that it's completely skewed the marketplace. Mm. So we're, while we're still spending a reasonable amount, I mean, 31 million and we brought in five players, that's a pretty good business when you consider where we were and what we needed and stuff like that. I, I think that, I think there, there's still business to be done. I don't think we, we're finished and I think it'll be, It'll be a case of, uh, I don't know, like another team has to sell one of their strikers because they want to buy this other striker that's suddenly become available. So, But we'll also need to be kick, get, getting rid of Grant Hanley and hoping to get rid of Saive and Riviere and that lot. There's always I a bit of a scramble at the end of the window as well. Yeah. Sort of people 
realize the business they need to do i think the other sort of thing to bear in mind is we like if you look at brighton who've just come up there's a lot of stories about how we've not broken our transfer record and that's we need to be signing 20 million pound players brighton have just broken their record on a six million pound player and there's not many people i don't think Brighton are necessarily touted to immediately go back down. I think a lot of people think they might well stay up. I don't think we're in as much yeah. danger as it's made out, but we no. we've got a more balanced squad than we've had before, but we've not really got any top class players with the exception of Shelby, I would say. Okay. Then if, listen, if, listen, 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 guys, guys, guys. <laughs> there's something that I'm contractually... us, Fergus. There's something I do need to say before we... Uh, get on to the specifics because um despite me being the one that's clearly the most pissed i'm also the one with the responsibility of anchoring this fucker and um (laughs) (laughs) uh, number one in phrases you don't want to hear on a boat (laughs) (laughs) um i do have to say that this season um we've teamed up with labrooks Well, we're living the Labrooks life, really, right now, aren't we? I mean, this is the Labrooks life. And um, we're going to be bringing you lots of specials, apparently. Our first is uh, a bet £5. Bet £5, get £20. This means if you deposit £5, Labrooks will add another 20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.newcastlepodcast.com. And uh, we'll be twinty- tweeting at twinting. We'll be twinting. <laughs> we'll be shinting. But we'll, Everyone's doing it these days. But we'll also, we'll also be tweeting out that link. You know, it's a deal. It's a deal. Nice. Yeah, seamless. Yeah. Seamless. That was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fine. You know. And if you want a, 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 um, a suggestion for a bet to put on it, Ooh. Alexander Mitrovic is four to one to be Newcastle's top goal scorer. This season is that with Labrooks or another? <laughs> another? Uh, it's like four to five to one with with Labrooks. I'm pretty sure. Ah, I would suggest a different one as well, based on I'm not sure we will sign another striker. Dwight Gale for Premier League top scorer. Bear in mind, each way you get up to fourth place, usually in a quarter of the odds, is a hundred to one, which may not be the worst idea in the world. I think that's a terrific bet. That's not bad as well. I yeah. think Dwight Gale, if he's, let's talk about Dwight Gale for a second. If he stays fit, yeah. which is a massive if. Yeah. Because he's to, not fit at the minute. I said to Paul in the pub beforehand that I would say he's a guaranteed 15 goals. How many points in? This is two in. I think it. If he stays fit, if, if, if he Dwight plays Gale every game, plays I think. 35 Premier League games this season. I believe he will score 15 goals, at least. And mm, yeah, actually, yeah. If if he plays that many, then yeah, yeah, I would. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's out. And apparently, we're, we're told that it looks like he'll be fit for the Spurs game, yeah. the opener. So, so oh. he's, yeah. So, but but his uh, flakiness when it comes to uh, fitness does suggest that we really do need to sign another striker. But if we don't sign another striker, someone who's rearing his handsome head again is CMD Mm Hmm. 
<laughs> really more of a number 10 than a striker. Not really. Is a number 10 not a striker ten. anymore? Well, it's more in the gap. Was Beardsley a striker? a striker? Yeah, he was a striker. Oh, it's know. a different kind of striker, no. isn't it? I classify it. Well, it's Michael Owen was I, a number I think, 10. No, uh, was he? No, Michael Owen wore number 10. Michael Owen was a poacher. He's always been a poacher. I think he wore, with, if he wore number ten, Dave, then I mean that's case closed. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, see, Henri. I see. what you're Hang saying. on, was was it William Gallas? No, oh, Henri was number fourteen. Number fourteen, yeah. William Gallas wore number ten. Well, there you go. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Prove your point. Um, <laughs> prove my point. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I mean, Semdi Semdi Young is back. He's back. Out of necessity, I think. I think Benitez would happily sell him because he's on about 40 grand a week. But we're told he's doing quite well in pre-season. He always does well in pre Look, Nobody would love to see him do better than me because I do think there's a good footballer in there. But he needs to stay fit. Who? Yeah. CMD Young is in the same category as Rolando Ahrens. Yes. Exactly. Who al- always does well in pre-season. And then and has a, okay a good well. long holiday. He's looked okay He's as well. Um, That's my point, yeah. Well, he... Because he, now we've got, uh, what, four... Four uh, wingers um, that have... They're, they're, all, they're all slightly different. Um, and they all add something different. So, like, Richie and Murphy on the right wing. Like, Murphy's uh, got a bit of trickery and stuff like that, but he... he He's a bit more like Andros Townsend. Yeah, he looks um, quite apparently. exciting, Murphy, from the yeah. little I've seen of him, admittedly. And Matt Ritchie, I mean, we, we know Matt Ritchie very well, and I think he'll still be first choice. Um, I think Rafa will still want to rotate a bit. And then on the on the left, you've got Atsu and Aaron's. Aaron's is just, you know, raw pace, um, you know, head down let's you know get at players and Atu I think Atu he's certainly in the preseason he's um he's he's been working a lot harder down the, that flank and decent like decent final ball as well so for a player who really couldn't get in the side in the championship it looks like um he's Rafa's first choice at left wing yeah. well, I like I like Atu I always have but um once again, I am going to take responsibility for anchoring this fucker. I'll tell you what we're going okay. to do right now is we're going to have a little chat about each of the new signings. Yeah. Then, okay. then we're going to have a quick break. And then we're going to talk about our prospective uh, lineups, first choice lineup for the season. Yeah. And uh, maybe something else. So okay. um, let's go through the new signings. Jacob Murphy, you just mentioned him. We got him from Norwich. Mm-hmm. Paul, did we did we buy the right brother? It's hard to know. It's the it's, it's the old De Jong case all over again. CM versus Luke. Of course, it means that we will be getting <laughs> his brother at another point on loan. Well, there was weird talk about that straight away. But he does look good. He was scouted in the under-21s competition. I think we've been looking at him for a while. Norwich fans seem to think he's decent, but he's not the finished article by any point. So I think it's... It's good that we seem to have a, a rotation of four wingers because I think we wouldn't want to rely on him being a starter every week in the way we do with Richie. But he's clearly happy taking on a player and we've got good cover. He's been quite impressive in yeah. this season from what I've seen. Yeah, we've not ruined him yet, so that's reassuring. And uh, 
another player who's also been mentioned already is Marino. I'm mm. already quite excited about him, as are a lot of people, on the basis of one yeah. pass. <laughs> <laughs> Just to temper that one pass, he has made seven senior top flight starts in his career. So we let's not get too carried away. Sure, but that was a lovely pass. It was an amazing pass. If you've not seen it, I tweeted it um, out from the Newcastle Natter account. It was, was it in the Wolfsburg game? It was a couple of pre-season games ago. And yes, it was with the outside of his boot. And I mean, that Straight after a tackle to win the ball as well. There you go. You've got to be fair to him as well. I mean, he hasn't started many games, but he's only 21. And he has been at Dortmund, so... Yeah, so it's it's not like he's a 27-year-old who's only made seven. Then you'd be seriously concerned. But 21, I mean, yeah, I'm really excited to see how he fits in because he's not going to be playing. I can't imagine he's going to be playing um, ahead of Hayden yet. Yeah, I'd imagine he'd be on the bench for the next game, but who knows? It's, he's one of those players who, I mean... We've all looked at a YouTube compilation of him, haven't we? Yeah. He looked quite mm-hmm. good. But then I remember watching a YouTube compilation of Emmanuel Riviere where I thought he looked quite good. That's what YouTube compila- compilations are. But at the moment, I'm basing my opinion of Marino on, one, that beautiful, silky pass. Two, the fact that Dortmund thought he was good enough to sign. Yeah. And uh, three, the fact that that... Sky Sports bloke who does all the La Liga. Guillaume Balaguer. That guy. Reckoned he was potentially another sort of Alonso type player. And when he said Alonso, Not the I, Formula don't, one driver. I don't think he meant the Formula One driver. <laughs> so um, it's enough It's enough to get a semi over. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all a I, bit... I think- he's an exciting signing. My worry with our signings generally, if you look at last season... We bought specifically what it seems you need for the championship. We got proven yeah. players in that league who we knew would be perfect for what we're doing. And I thought going into this season, we would be buying some Premier League experience. That doesn't seem to be the no, case. No, we seem to be buying players who could who could be a Cabea or a mm. Tovan. And that can work. Like you look at Watford... It's pretty much what they do every closed season, and it sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. So let's let's um, go through the signings. Uh, the defender Lejeune, Florian Lejeune, Lejeune, Lejeune. Yeah. So let's be honest, none of us have seen him play, but he's in all our starting eleven. <laughs> yeah, I think um, one of the reasons why I'm more excited about Lejeune. Uh, rather than like Marino or any of the others, is because when when it was announced that he was signing for us, you do what you, what everybody does, and you, you fly around the internet trying to find reports about him and 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 things. And one of the it was on Twitter where somebody was speaking about him saying, um, uh, I think it was like a year ago, saying uh, like mid season maybe where um, uh, Ibar were doing quite well defensively against the big sides. And uh, one of the um, one of the journalists wrote a piece about him, and it was basically saying that while Ibar aren't a great side, 
Uh, Lejeune's always stood out. He always does well against the big sides, and he'd be a perfect fit for the Premier League. And they were talking about him in quite glowing, glowing terms. Um, in the short, you know, in the few games that I've watched preseason, he, he looks very classy. And he, I mean, he's been picked every time by Rafa, and um, it looks like he. The, it, bizarrely, it looks like it's going to be. Lejeune and Mbemba together, which I wasn't expecting. I thought Mbemba would still be down the pecking order. I would have thought Lejeune and Clark looks like the starting. Team. Yeah, I would have thought that, but um, I mean, I, I, I still think that isn't isn't that going to be who's starting for us? Oh, we'll get into. I don't know if you remember when I was going through the lineup for this, <laughs> the running order for this fucking show. <laughs> but, we'll do that later, but we'll do that later. Um. um Obviously, the other signing we made is well, uh, Mankilo, who we spoke about briefly. That he looks, he looks okay, but I don't think that a lot of is expected of him. And I think I agree with Paul. I think it, it'll be him and Yedlin swapping places quite a bit. Um, One question Atu, that comes out of that is: what, if any, is the role of Gamers now? Uh, I don't think he's going to be on a lot of money. I think, I think he's on thirty-five grand or something. I was looking at this really? earlier. Yeah, there's yeah, uh, yeah thirty-five what? grand gammas a week. It could just be that we can't shift him at the minute. Which yeah, it's understandable. Um, I mean, we're struggling to shift Grant Hanley, which I'm surprised at because yeah, he was, I, I reckon by the end of the transfer club. window, a championship club. He's on thirty grand as well, Hanley. So he's not. Yeah. We do seem to suddenly have a surplus of. Fullbacks, for the first time in a heck of a long time. Well, we've a surplus of right backs. Yeah, <laughs> we've all like we've still only got um, Haidara. Who um, did I see this right? That he'd been offered to a, a Turkish club, I think. And was that the, Haidara the or Lazar? Or... Haidara. Ah. And um, but he couldn't agree terms with them. Um, so. Like he doesn't, it doesn't look like Rafa fancies Haidara. Certainly doesn't look like he fancies Lazar. No, He's not featured. Which it's got to go down as a pretty disappointing, uh, disappointing it's very um, transfer. The whole Lazar thing. But we do like have five million quid we played from. But I think all our right backs can play left backs. I think there's there's an element of depth there that not doesn't necessarily look like it's there on paper. If we did get rid mm. of Haidara and Lazar. So, yeah. in terms of the proper first-team signings, that's it, right? We've covered them. Atsu, Atsu Lejeune, Manquillo, Marino, Murphy. There you go. Yeah. Atsu doesn't really count, but okay, great. And uh, um, we've also made a couple of weirdo little signings from... Oh, was that like O'Connor in the youth team? Yeah, we signed someone from Everton and someone from Arsenal, didn't we? Didn't we? And our main outgoing transfer was Lewis Gibson to Everton for six million. Oh, that's got to. I mean, none of us. It's an again, indictment of our youth system and training facilities. Again, none of us has seen him play, this Lewis Gibson, but he's no. obviously uh, highly regarded mm. by other Premier yeah. League clubs, most of all, Everton. But- which makes you suddenly feel that. Even yeah. if he's rubbish, it's just the sort of the indicator that we're that far behind Everton and other well, other clubs that have different use systems. If we if he'd had a few games for us, he might have had an incentive to stay there. But then I've seen I've seen quite a few people bemoaning 
uh, bemoaning the fact that Lewis Gibson's gone. But he's 17 years old. He's never made a, an appearance. He might be brilliant and he might go on to have a great career and all the rest of it. But right now, we, we're, better, we're better off with six million quid in the bank than we are with a 17-year-old defender because he's not going to feature this season he's probably not well he's, I'd be amazed if he was was going to feature for Everton um so six million quid now it, like if we do go on and sign people it, it Lewis Gibson might have um might pay towards the the loan fee for Machu Bitch Bachuai or whatever like we don't know and I'd much rather have the money now I know it sucks because I, I want to see young Geordie lads coming through the, the books and stuff, but we're not in a position right now to... It's too risky. Just If, if somebody comes... I think it's more the annoying thing is we need to sell players and he's... Well, we couldn't really avoid getting rid of him because it would have gone to a tribunal otherwise. I think the only yeah. reason we sold him for that amount is then we get a sell-on fee rather than letting a tribunal come up with the figure. But it's... It's yeah. not so much selling him that's the problem, it's the fact that it's the obvious choice for a homegrown player to leave us for a different Premier League club because of how far ahead the opportunities and the facilities yeah. are at that club. But I agree, it's not it's not the priority for Newcastle at the moment to sort the youth system out, even though Benitez is doing stuff towards that. Yeah. It's not our biggest fish right now. It's not my fucking problem. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So uh, I guess we'll have a little break now and um, I'm going to have a couple of cans <laughs> and, uh, and then a little we'll, livener little livener and uh, then we'll be back with some more Natter Chat <laughs> The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks Hello, welcome back to Natter Chat. <laughs> Diane, you're off three or you're on line one? <laughs> Diane, you, Diane, you had something to say about uh, the Southern Council. I just think, right, I've got four bins. Why are they full? Answer me that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we've been through the new signings. There's... I mean, it feels boring to talk about potential outgoings. We all know who they are. They're all the, there's, there's so many. It's, it's been more interesting to talk about the new signings. Which of the new signings will we be talking about next year in terms of, oh, is he still playing for us? I think you forget <laughs> how much dead wood this squad has. Can I run? Th- cause I've got yeah, a little yeah. list on my phone of players who I think we should potentially try and get rid of or will try and. Tim Krull, you sort of forget, is still with yeah. us, still on 40 grand but a week. I'll just very quickly say, I feel like Tim Krull should still be our first choice yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, he's our best goalkeeper, but, but he's obviously I don't not think he will be. It's over. Okay, carry on. Darlow, I think they're trying to get rid of. Yeah. Gamez, Lazar, yeah. Mbemba, who I think will probably <clears> stay. <throat> Hanley, Colbert. Yeah. It's hard to see a place for Jack Colbert in the team at the moment, apart from cover. Saive is still here. Then you've got De Jong, Riviere, and arguably Mitrovic, who I think will stay, but only out of our lack of, A, 
ability to sell players and B, ability to buy players. Hang on, I'm just looking through the list and um, Daniel Cordoni's still on our books. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you've omitted Moldy Army. Cause yeah, 45 grand a week. If we're keeping De Jong and Perez and we've got players like Richie Murphy um, who could arguably do a job in that hole... Mm. Um, like I don't, I don't see what Modiami really adds to us. I would only want to keep. Play. I would only want to get rid of Diame if, if we had a replacement. Well, the interesting thing with Diame is you can't call De Jong a replacement for Diame because De Jong is not. The, well, the an thing with Diame though, footballer. Benitez has been playing him in that defensive midfield role in preseason. Yeah. He's not playing as a number ten. So our no, number ten for me is the most pressing position, even though we clearly need a striker. Because I think Perez can play as an out-and-out striker. But our number 10 options, really, are Diame, who Benitez, I don't think he's going to play there much, Perez and De Jong. And yeah. much as I like and, uh, De Jong, I don't think he's necessarily there. And here I'm going to be a delusional Newcastle United fan, and I appreciate that we're not going to sign him. But was there a moment when you heard that Ross Barkley was available that you thought, oh... In days of yore, we would have gone for That's him. That's the thing. It says so much Spurs... about what the sort of club we are now. And it, and I sort of think, oh, maybe that's good that we've moved on from that era where we would be in going for a player like that, a player who will be way overpriced and probably a disappointment wherever he goes. But at the same yeah. time, we're now a club that goes down every couple of years. So... But you look it's at his wage demands and even Spurs won't couple. pay it. Yeah. Say that again, Paul? Even Spurs won't pay his wages. No, and I don't, runners up in no the he's going to be vastly he's overpriced. It's a ridiculous case, but I, I know what you mean. There's been a few players where you think, like Ian Acho to Leicester, you sort of think, why aren't we all over that? That's exactly that's a, what we need. That's a better example, yeah. I've, yeah. The one that gets me is, uh, and I don't know if we want to move on to players that we've been linked with where the link is still open but uh, Lucas Perez from Arsenal yeah. he's handed in a transfer request and we 13 were 13 million about, as well I mean exactly like it is in in the scheme of things 13 million it's totally worth it to take a punt on someone like Lucas Perez well Rafa's being quite blatant about the fact that he likes him so yeah there's yeah that he will be if Rafa does leave then I think that Lucas, the, the Lucas Perez debacle could be something that could be cited as something that led to it. Mm. If it's being pernickety about the odd million here or there, you have to accept yeah. the, the market as it is. And yes, you could have Mike Ashley say, we're not paying 50 million for Ross Barkley, Barkley plus mm. 300 grand a week. But Lucas Perez... But as well, I mean, you can't keep punishing the current manager for the high wage bill of the previous one and expect that to be okay. You can't just go, well, we've got all these players on high wages that we're unable to loan off anywhere. Like We just have to start taking the hit. And but that's the kind of... It's like Bayor's career used to be. He'd end up having his wages subsidised by whoever owned him while he was at a different club. But he but, was proven at some stage, yeah. wasn't he? And the high wages that we've got left over at our club are kind of Mike Ashley's fault as yeah. well because it's it's down to a policy of buying... Risks. Buying risks. Yeah. Players at what were what seemed like 
cheap prices at the time. So, I mean, and you also like with to simplify to the to its bare bones, you have to pay the market rates. Yeah, like, there's no point trying to like root around and find a Premier League proven striker who'll get you 15 goals a season for under 15 million quid because they're just not I, I go back to it but Gilfie Sigurdsson great player think he's you know top top class but 50 million I mean that's he's more probably worth Burnley. that to Swansea because he almost single handedly kept them up yeah but to another but team he's not, he's not. no he's not gonna, he's not going to make um, he's not going to make Everton into a title chasing side and all the money that they've spent on the Lukaku transfer, like that they've received from the Lukaku transfer, all that money that they've spent, like they're still not they're still not as good as Man City, Man U, Chelsea. Mm. Arguably not as good as like Liverpool. Certainly not as good as Spurs. But I think so you have other like, deals like Bournemouth paying was it twenty million for Nathan Ake, who's or Ake, Ake. who's a yeah. defender, and you just think that is the going right now, in a way. Like we can't and, just and we can't just fair, pretend everyone's wasting money. But our income as a club is far bigger, just by virtue of being in the Premier League. Our income is way bigger than we paid than when we were paying mm. seventeen million for Michael Owen or whatever. Yeah, and in to the Championship, fair, you have uh, Middlesbrough spending more on players than we are this summer, and they're in the Championship. But I, th- I do think our lack of spending isn't down to the transfer fees. It's all down to the wage bill because we're just such a yeah. an inflated squad. But the players we need to get rid of should have been gone months ago. Okay, so uh, we're going to have to rattle on. Why don't we go through each of us? Let's try and work out what is our, assuming everyone is fit, what is our starting lineup for the next game? And, should and- we agree four two three one as a as a formation because that seems to be all Benitez yeah fine 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 if it has to be that then yes okay so I'm I'm going to go from the goalkeeper forwards Mm -hmm. Uh, who's your keeper this season Dave I think for the first game of the season it'll be Rob Elliott okay agreed and uh, this is not a just to clarify this is not a prediction this is what you would Uh, personally choose okay Rob Elliott. I'll go Rob Elliott on, on the assumption that, and the correct assumption that Tim Krul is not. Yeah. In the mix. I don't think there's, I don't think Tim Krul's a worse goalkeeper than Rob Elliott, but I don't think Tim Krul's going to be a Newcastle player much longer. No. Okay. So, uh, right back. He's not, ava- I'll, uh, I'll say right now, he, uh, he's not going to be available for the, the Spurs game, but my right back for the season, my first choice right back would be DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Mankio totally from pre-season, which isn't much of a barometer, does look decent cover though. I think Yedlin, it's, I think Yedlin might be our next uh, Sissoko trans, like big transfer fee. Well, we always effect, yeah. we seem to always make good money on right backs as well, whether it's Debushi or Yan <laughs> Matt. We He's seem just, to find them and it, sell them on. I'm a bit worried that his latest injury is hamstring. Yeah, but he is yeah. a quick player, and everyone we're not going to rush him back, back either. So. Left back, yeah. your left back for the season. It's going to be Dummett. I would go Dummett as well, yeah. Dave. Yeah, yeah. 
It shouldn't be, but it is. I think Dummett's all right. He's I like, don't mind he's, him. He's like he's, Aaron he's, Hughes. Yeah, he's all right, but he's not. Like, I wanted to sign a decent left-back. Dummett in the Championship, so. I think, compared to the Premier League. If you think how we're going to be lining up most of the time, we're going to be a counter-attacking team. So we're just yeah. going to have to be quite tight and disciplined at the back. And I think yeah. Dummett's quite... He's pretty well suited to that. I don't think it's a bad thing to have him. Um, I know what you mean, though. It'd be nice to have a, a roaming left-back for once. I just just better. Like, yeah. Just better defensively. Even if it was somebody who was uh, not attacking, but just a really good defensive left-back, I'd be, I'd be happier with that because he offers not, not a lot going forward and he is still prone to being a bit clumsy in the tackle and taking up a bad position. So he's he's not a good left back by any stretch of the imagination. He does so. at least have competition. But he competition. is the best one we've got. We've well, got Haidar and Lazar. We're all agreed. <laughs> well, we're all agreed so far. Yeah. What I've seen yeah. of Lazar, I really liked, but um, I yield to Rafa's better knowledge. Um, so central defence, I guess it gets slightly interesting. Who who are your two central defeat? Defenders, Paul Dillon. I would go personally Lejeune and Clark, but it's between Clark and Lascelles for the second one. So we're just assuming Lejeune, who we've not seen play football. Wow, uh, from this is mainly from what you read about him. He's the only one of our centre backs who seems to be a decent ball playing defender. I do like mm. to have that mixture. I'd go Clark purely because he's a left footer. It's nice to have a left footer on the left and a and he, right he had a really right. good season last yeah. year. Dave, yeah, for all I'd like it to be Mbemba um, because I like him. I think he's a big, strong, uh, quick, powerful defender. I think Clark's got a bit of he's a bit more mature uh, at the back, and I think it'll be Clark and Lejeune at the back. Um, going See, forward it's which means remember it's not what our, you predict it's what you want Dave uh, fine Clark because of his maturity and I think we're going to be under the cosh a lot more I Clark. think Clark as well seems our best defender in the box at corners and set pieces and they're, yeah. they're going to be a lot of our goals this season I agree I which want, interestingly sorry I wanted I like the idea of Mbemba but when he did come back into the side at the end of the year uh, last season, I, I wasn't impressed. Mm. And um, uh, Lejeune, I'm happy to project onto him that he's a brilliant defender. And <laughs> um, but it doesn't leave me wondering about Lascelles, who I'm afraid I, I really don't rate as a top defender. Yeah. But it does leave me wondering about. Well, is he still our club captain? Is yeah. he, uh, he is for the moment, yeah. He is for the moment. and But if he's not, I would imagine he's going to be with us for now. But he's if he's still our captain and he's though, not, I think. sure. But if he's not, uh, will he end up moving on? If he's someone who's like meant to be captain, but he's not in the first team. Maybe. I mean, Benitez tends I'm, to have a bit more rotation than most other man yeah, as well true. so he'll he'll get games that is true okay so. and also it means that um just very very quickly that uh we don't really have a lot of leaders in the dressing room so like outside of the cells you know we've got um clark maybe 
maybe, but... So Lascelles is basically in there as like a consultant. Cheerleader, yeah. 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 So, but all agreed so far. So we're going uh, four, two, three, one. So we're Mm -hmm. doing the two. The two. Okay, so one of them is... The two. One of them's Shelby, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're agreed on that. So who's your second one there? I'm going to purely on potential say Marino, but eventually. I think it will be Hayden, but... And I do like Isaac Hayden. I think he's come a long way, but I think the potential that seems to be there in Marino is more exciting. So we're saying we're going to start with Hayden, but we're hopeful that Marino will um yeah. take over that role. I mean again it they the three of them will more than likely be rotated for the two. He's the next Alonso. That's what I heard. <laughs> I'm just talking about, you know, when we're in the FA Cup final this season, what will be the team? You know, that's what we're asking. <laughs> Dave. Uh I want it to be uh Hayden and Shelby. You want it to be Hayden and Shelby. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean okay, I need to decide and I'm going to agree with Dave I think it's the right choice okay so the uh, very few mentions of Colbeck and Saive so far unfortunately <laughs> not unfortunately not so uh, the three on um, the right surely Matt Ritchie yeah I would go with that Dave uh, Murphy <sighs> So hang on, is is so the next question is is Richie in your three? Yes. Is he on the left? Or is he on no. number ten? Is he on number ten? Yeah. Oh okay. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, I can understand that. So we'll talk us through is just is Perez not in, in your lineup then, Dave? No, no, he's a, a substitute if he wants to be. Um, so I'd have uh, Murphy on the right, Richie in the centre, and I would have Atsu or Aaron's rotating, but Atsu on the left and Perez can be on the so bench. I've never really seen Atsu play on the left. He's always on the right when I see him play. He's been on the left no. in pre-season most of the time, okay. I think. Yeah. He played a few games on the left for in the, the championship because when he could get when um, Gufran wasn't playing, Atsu was first choice on the left. All he right, is left footed. All right, I'm full of shit. Then yeah. I'm full of shit. I would go. I'd go Murphy on the left because he seems equally comfortable down there as well, and Richie on the right, and Perez at ten. Not seeing him. Mm-hmm. <gasps> well, I'd like to, but he needs to start giving something back before. <laughs> been good in pre-season Paul yeah but he always is see there's not much height there is there in that in that 3-1 no I think we're all quite cold on Modiame yeah he's not I mean he's older than CM de Jong is he jeez yeah CM de Jong was born in 1989 I noticed today which is and Diame seems to come out in the local press every four months just to say, I'm having the worst season ever, as though that makes yeah. it better somehow. So, no, I think we need to get shot of him as soon yeah. as possible. So I, I should agree. probably, for uh, Fergus Craig fans out there who are wondering, I should probably make sure I nail down what my 3-1 is. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Richie... 
on the right, Atu on the left. Atu's got to be in it for me. And I guess I'm going Perez. Uh, Murphy on the bench. But I'm hopeful about, I'm slightly, I'm, I'm buying into this De Jong thing a little bit now. I'm hopeful yes. about no. De Jong. I'm certainly hopeful about Murphy in the rotation, but I'm, I'm talking about who's in our FA Cup final. Yeah. yeah. I think De Jong as well depends on who's playing in front of him. If it's Mitrovic, then there's no point. Sure. Because there's no movement there at but all. But it's not going to be Mitrovic, is it? Because no. on the basis of who we have right now, who was our, uh, our striker? It's going to be... Surely, should we all say it? One, two, three. Two, three. Les Ferdinand. <laughs> right. Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. Mitrovic. You'd go Mitrovic? Yeah, I really would. What? I'm not being... I'm Hang not on, being what? Very, yeah. Mitrovic? Over... Yeah. So hang on, you've like... So Dwight Gale is... He's not in your side... And you're going for Mitrovic? Nope. Well, he'd be in my side if I was allowed to play a different formation, but we're playing 4-2-3-1, so I can't. Uh, <sighs> I, I, what I, about the fact that Rafa the... clearly doesn't want him in the team and would sell him like a Yeah, shot. but it's not Rafa's yeah. team, Paul. This is second. what Dave exactly. wants. Exactly. Yeah. And I want Mitrovic in there because I think the lad will score goals and he'll because we're going to be playing a counter-attack in style we need that outlet and uh, the balls that are going to be like uh, launched up there when we're under the cosh it needs to stick and it doesn't stick as well with Gale although he is more prolific I think we won't have the chances that we did in the, the championship and I think we will benefit from having someone big and strong up front Would I'd much much prefer to have uh, somebody who was better so like a Lucas Perez or a mm. I've said him before a Bachui from Chelsea um, but could I, I put yeah, another I, name in see. there for that dream forward signing who seems to be available for not very much although sure. his, his wages will be mental but Wilfred Boney at Man City <clears> that seems to be available for 10 million or less I'd say great and apparently Lowit yeah, Remy yeah, would be available that. as well yeah Lowit Remy oh, God, we always get linked with him Fair enough, he's a goal scorer. Now, uh, we're going to have to rattle on um, and finish up, but we will we will be doing uh, a new thing this season, uh, apparently, uh, which is an extra pod uh, in which we uh, preview the, uh, the, the next game. Uh, so we'll be doing a, a separate pod in which we preview the Spurs game. But before we do that, I feel like we should very briefly mention Chetiote. Uh, yeah. Who sadly passed away this summer, uh, which came as a bit of a shock. Um, we won't do a, like a full obituary or anything. That's, I'm sure those are available in far more reputable places. I don't he, think we're the people yeah. for it. No, no, we're not. Definitely not on the four pint pod. But... <laughs> He is someone, it's fair to say, who did make an impact at Newcastle, didn't he? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he's one of the, I mean, those uh, with himself and Kabai in the centre was one of the best, most balanced central midfield partnerships I've seen at Newcastle. When he was in form, he was 
arguably one of the best defensive midfielders in the country. I think um, in that that season when we finished fifth, two thousand twelve, uh, yeah, eleven twelve. Yeah. I think him and Kabai together, it would be hard to think of another central midfield partnership that season in the Premier League who I would have wanted to replace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a perfect guys. partnership. Neither could do what the other was good at, but they perfectly covered each other's faults. And yeah. weirdly, Fiote was the only time our board seemed to have shown ambition where they could have sold him that summer, but they decided to keep him and see where we could go from there. So I, I think yeah. he is the last... He was the last remnant of any ambition from our board. Well, I think he was considered... That ambition might have been in considering that he was going to keep rising in value. Yeah. I think there was a moment where people thought he might be... Maybe Vieira isn't the right reference. But but Makaleli, th- maybe. Yeah, like a, a world 11 yeah. defensive midfielder. There was really a moment there where it looked like he might be that... Um, but it was nice for us to believe it as well. I do remember yeah. many times on many natters having a conversation about what we needed in midfield. And I remember we kept on going back to is what we need is 2012 Chet Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and he'll forever live in my memory for, for two games. One is the, um, obviously the, the Arsenal, the four, four, because yeah. not only the, 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 um, the equalizing goal, but he covered every blade of grass in that game. He was an absolute monster in the second half. It was glorious. And the other one was, uh, game against Man U where he he pocketed each and every one of their um, their midfield he was on those two occasions that's when yeah that's when I thought god this kid's got you know massive future ahead of him and it's a, it's a real shame well, there's really an honourable mention for the Man City disallowed goal as well it's got to be yes, mentioned yeah. better as than the Arsenal goal yeah. yeah the Arsenal goal I always thought was a bit overrated but I saw it again the other day and it was like mm, no that was a really yeah. really good goal <laughs> okay yeah. well um, we'll finish up this uh, Nata right now but don't forget to look out for in a couple of days our uh, preview of the Spurs game in the meantime thank you Dave Watson thanks Fergus and thank you Paul Doolan thank you very much my name is Fergus Craig goodbye this is a playback media production To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.